Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. You have such potential. You have the ability to change the world. And the problem is, usually the person who is your biggest enemy, the biggest holdback in your life from you reaching your unlimited potential, let's say, unfortunately, it is us. It's it's, it's you. It's the person inside of me and the person inside of you that looks at ourselves in the mirror and we see the downside to ourselves rather than the upside. We see the mistakes we've made rather than the opportunities that we have in front of us, rather than seeing the potential that we have coming up, rather than knowing that now is our time we tend to be critical of ourselves, to be experts at what we failed at, and really, really bad most of the time, unfortunately, at being our own cheerleader. And that's too bad, because, you know, I've told you this many times, but a lot of times for all of us, myself included, it doesn't sink in when somebody else says it about you. It just doesn't ring true because there's so much in our own head that is fighting against that message that it never comes in. It never makes it past the vibration on our eardrum to make it into our brain and more so down into our heart. And that's really, in the end, what the issue is. Because, you know, your ears are going to hear, your brain's going to know that the person said it, but the belief often just isn't there. And it's really important because in order for the world to be the best place it possibly can, it needs to have every single person being the best version of themselves. Now, I don't live in some kind of Shangri-La where I... Uh, you know, believe that evil's just going to totally drop off the face of the earth and everything's going to be perfect. But what I do know is the only person in this world that you can truly control is yourself. You know, Michael Jackson's song, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. You know, in the end, that person that looks back at you from the mirror, that is the person that you can control. That is whose life you have 100% control over. Now, I know you're going to say to me, you're going to say, Steve, but you don't understand the things I've been through. You don't know the environment that I currently live in, and I get it. There are things that are beyond our control. There were things in our childhood that we absolutely could not control. But the future is a blank check. It's wide open with unlimited potential. But you have to be first 
mentally open to accepting that potential. Because all of the things I can say, all of the things everybody in your life has told you, because I know you have those people in your life that are telling you how amazing you are, until you are willing to allow it to soak in, to really truly believe it, and then from there take action. I know I, it's so easy to just say, right? You know, you just, yeah, and then you take action. <laughs> I get it. I totally understand just how much work it is to be the best version of ourselves. I know. I've been there. I struggle with it. I'm a human being too. And what we have to discover in life is the ways to see first that we have unlimited potential. To look at ourselves in the mirror and see how amazing that person is. And then really understand and accept, now it's my time. No matter what was in the past, now is my time. Now I can shine. There's a great verse that says rejoice while it's called today. And the secret behind that doesn't have anything to do with your religious belief. It has to do with the fact that the only thing you have the ability to control is your reaction and your attitude throughout the course of this thing called today. And so I encourage you. We've got three amazing, great authors today that are going to share with you their books and how they can help you unlock your unlimited potential to be the person you were meant to be because it's your turn. And I really hope that you will take some time, take some notes, and really embrace that so that you can be a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today, we want to unlock your unlimited potential by helping you be able to see that person that you are and really look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I'm a great person. And so we've got some great authors that are going to help us do that today. First off, we really want to let you know that it's your turn and your time. 
And I hope that you do have, you know, the ability to take notes or record this or whatever so that you can really let this sink down deep into the heart of who you are. Who's in control of your life? Do you ever feel like maybe somebody else has taken charge over your whole life? Well, we're here today to tell you, tag, you're it. Or in this case, tag, you are it. And to help us with that is our best-selling author, Ritika Rose. Hi, Ritika. How are you today? Hi, Steve. I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks. So, um, tagged, you are it, becoming a leader in your own life, um, your best book. Tell us a little bit about what inspired that for you. You know, so becoming the leader of your own life, really, when I say that, it, it really just means taking responsibility for your life. So, responsibility for your own happiness, your own peace, your own joy. And not just, you know, sort of superficially as we sometimes can present ourselves on the outside, but really internally feeling that bliss, happiness, joy, and peace within yourself. And really um, coming to a place of living authentically. You know, it's living through your truth and fully accepting yourself for who you are, um, you know, and, and all that you've been created to be and, and all the purposes and reasons why, you know, why you are here. Um, so that's really what my concept of become the leader of your own life is. And, and the tag, your it, the acronym, you know, stands for the eight life mastery skills that that I learned during sort of the darker um, times of my life um, that you know, once I really sort of consciously awoke and spiritually awoke to to myself and my purpose and my gifts, um, these eight skills became so significant. So as I became consciously aware of these eight skills, um, I realized that when I started practicing them on a daily basis, it, it just significantly changed my life and being forever. Um, and it brought me to such a level of inner peace and happiness within myself that my whole world has changed. So that's really the concept of this book and, you know, being able to present this uh, to the public now and in hopes that this knowledge can, you know, can be shared and, and can be learned and, and people can incorporate some of these steps into their daily life as well. In looking at the cover of your book, I was thinking about this the other day, we actually need to add an eighth step to your system um, and that okay. spend a lot of time barefoot on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the ocean and uh, the beach has definitely become a sacred space for me. Um, I, I find most peace there, and you know, just coming like, from someone that that is spiritual and has a very strong connection to my God source and you know, and my higher self. I, I always say, and I tell a lot of my clients too. You know, the, the ocean is the most healing place to be. Uh, just go and spend a little bit of time there by yourself, by the water, and sit in self-reflection and just allow that healing energy to wash over you and um, and really allow yourself to feel at peace there. So it, it has become a very sacred space for me. <laughs> I agree with you. More people should spend time there barefoot. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Or watching waves or any of those kind of things. Well, exactly. Totally. <laughs> so you bring up a really interesting concept, and that's the concept of having a relationship with yourself. You know, and there's uh -huh. a lot of relationship books out there, you know, how to get along with your spouse or, you know, your teenage kids or any of that kind of stuff. But I don't think relationship with yourself is something that's talked about a lot. Can you uh -huh. give people 
some understanding of what it means to have a relationship with yourself? So, you know, having a relationship with yourself is just, it's really stepping into your power um, and who you were created to be. You know, I, I talk about this a lot with, with people in my life and my clients, you know, that we've all been created uniquely. We each have a unique purpose. But the minute we allow sort of the outside forces to sort of dictate or um, influence our life, we step out of our inauthenticity and what feels true to ourselves um, and who we truly are and, and what feels right to us um, and sort of going forward in life and and then things just sort of go away. Um, so having a relationship with yourself really is, you know, following your heart, following your gut, following who you truly are meant to be. Um, why you've been put here, you know, wh what is important to you, what issues are important to you, what work is important to you, um, where are your morals and ethics and, and, and your interests, and, and are you really following those for yourself, and what what is enjoyable to you, or, or what makes you happy, or are you sort of going along with everybody else because you've sort of been conditioned or learned um, that, well, you know, if I don't go along with this thing, or if I don't go along with those people, then I won't be accepted, or you know, then I'm doing something wrong. So it's really just embracing yourself and embracing your truth and fully loving and accepting everything about you and who you are and the gifts that you have. And you're especially unique. That's the really important thing for people to remember. That everybody has their own special and unique gifts that they're here to present to the world. So present those to the world. Be at one with yourself and be okay with that because no one else can do what you do and no one else is you. Only you can be you. Does that make sense? Um, uh, I mean, it goes a lot deeper than that. Yeah, you know. And sorry, not to. Be, it just it goes a lot deeper than that. Um, you know, and I and I and I get in really deeper with my clients and people that I work with in, into that and like what's holding them back from really being their best selves and really living their best lives and really being true to themselves. So, because that that's where we talk about relationship with yourself. Um, it's really embracing you and who you are and and who you're supposed to be in this world. Well, I love the concept uh, that you say here, even in the description of the book, of start to live a life that is full, joyful, on purpose, and with peace. I mean, I think there's just about anybody out there that would take any of those, <laughs> let alone to uh -huh. have all of them. Um, is there a secret to having, you know, literally all of that? It really is, honestly, being true to yourself. Uh, the minute you step into your truth and the minute you are start being okay to just be you and just and following, you know, your inner voice and, and your inner being, I mean, that's the minute that your life really starts to feel full because when you are operating in anything that's outside of yourself and outside of your truth, nothing can feel at peace. It just is because you're not following, you know, your soul calling and and who you're truly meant to be or what you're truly meant to be doing when you're following, you know, the influences of others and not following your true self. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. And I know you work with people all the time, so um, mm -hmm. talk to those people who 
Um, you know, aren't quite there yet. What do you say to somebody when they say, oh, sure, that sounds great, Ratika, but uh, I'm very in tune with my truth, and it's really icky. And it's really what? I'm sorry? It's really icky. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> well, first and foremost, if something feels icky, then something doesn't feel right, right? So so what is that really? So let's let's get down into the into that feeling of ickiness. Because ickiness, to me, when I hear that word, ickiness doesn't sound happy. Ickiness doesn't sound joyful or peaceful. It, it sort of sounds like funky and, and weird, right? So what's funky and weird then? Let's get down into that. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you may be in tune with yourself, but currently, you know, who you are, but if something's not feeling right, then also something's not blossoming as it should. Yeah, I agree. So... <laughs> Um, these eight steps, um, and we're not going to get them to those because they need to get the book. That's right. <laughs> but, but, you know, just think of a little sneak peek um, of any of the eight steps, and I'll let you pick which one's your favorite today. Um, I won't tell the others so they don't get jealous. Um, <laughs> uh, what is one of the eight steps that a person can do? You know, so I usually go with the first thing that comes to me. And so D, uh, for detachment, came into my mind so and to my heart. So I'll, I'll just tap on that a little bit. Because, you know, when we talk about detachment, we talk about letting go. And just sort of what we've been talking about today over the last few minutes is, um, you know, these outside influences. So sometimes we just need to let go of what others think of us um, and accept ourselves. So the minute we... We detach ourselves from, you know, how the world wants us to be or the how, how the world um, thinks we should uh, be acting or behaving or what we should be doing, you know, with our lives or our professions, and we, and we detach from that, uh, we can start to step into our, our inner peace and, and really following, you know, our path. Um, and so when we talk about intuition to our truth, you know, it's, you know, your gut and your heart aren't going to lie. When it's telling you something, pay attention to it and follow it and let go of what anybody else would think or how it's going to happen. Trust that that is the right choice and make the decision to go for it. Start working on it and then let the universe work on behalf with you and allow everything to happen in the time that it's supposed to happen because it's not going to happen in any other time other than than the divine timing. So let it go. That's the right, it's the right, you know, decision and trust that it's going to happen in the right time and, and trust that, you know, the decisions you're making are on purpose and for purpose. And there's so much more we can get into it with that. I mean, as far as um, learning through the lessons in life and if things aren't going, you know, a certain way or in timing that we feel that it should be. And that's all in the book too. I mean, um, there's a lot of deep knowledge in the book, but, um, but yeah, you know, just letting go, trusting who you are, trusting the decisions you're going to make, and stepping into it and allowing it to happen. Well, and you brought up an important point there, and that's um, allowing things to happen when they're supposed to. And I'm even going to commend you because I know that, uh, you know, from conversations you and I had when you were finally ready to do your book, you wanted to do it the very first second it came to you as possibility, but mm -hmm. time, money, all of those things weren't right. 
Right. So you set your intention and you move yourself that direction and now it's a reality and now you're a bestseller. So feel it. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. It was quite a journey to get this done. <laughs> but, you know, and I, and I, and I talk, I talk on this a little bit in the book too, you know, I say everything that's happened in my life is manifested at the right time. When I look back and I really think about it and I learn from all the lessons that life has presented to me, um, if I had been, if I had been done any earlier, any later, it just wouldn't have been the right time. And it would have manifested itself as perfectly as it has been. So, you know, trust, go to work on it when it feels right, let it go and allow it to happen, you know? The book is called Tagged You Are It, Becoming the Leader of Your Own Life. It's by Ritika Rose. Ritika, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate it. It's been a while since I've done this, but I want to encourage you right now to go out on Twitter, go into Facebook, hashtag Thriving Entrepreneur, and I want you to make a bold statement. This is who I am. This is my time. Um, you know, so I want you to say hashtag Thriving Entrepreneur. This is my time. I'm going to, and then put in a bold declaration. I'm going to lose that weight I've been intending to lose. I'm going to start my business. I'm going to bring on that first employee. I'm going to say yes to that loan that scares me to death, but I know that if I got it, I could build my company bigger. Whatever that is, hashtag Thriving Entrepreneur. Today is my day. I'm going to, you know, make that bold declaration. And I look forward to seeing all of the things that you are going to claim for your own as you work on becoming a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. So next... We're going to take to heart a song that probably most all of you have heard. You know, Michael Jackson sings so well, I'm looking at the man in the mirror, and I'm asking him to change his ways. Um, and what I really want you to do in this particular case is rather than looking at that person in the mirror and being an expert at his or her flaws, I want you to embrace the awesomeness that is you. And then I want you to ask yourself to change the negative things that you say about yourself. 
It's bold. It's going to take some courage, but I know you can do it. And to help us out with that, here is a great author with an amazing book that's going to help you do just that. Embrace the Mirror, Vision of Abundance and the Stronger You. Ooh, I'm looking forward to hearing about this. Welcome with me, Naomi Sodomon RN. Hi, Naomi. How are you today? I'm excellent, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. So tell us about what it means to embrace the mirror. You know, embrace the mirror was a term that I took a look at my entire life, Steve. And I look at where I was and where I am in my life. And I realized that I got there by embracing the mirror. Embrace the mirror really means to look within yourself to discover who you are and embrace that because it's the only way that you will actually be able to create the business that you want to create, to create the freedom, the life that you want to live is to be able to look in your own mirror. No matter what you see, you have to be able to embrace that. Hmm. I know a lot of people, you know, really struggle with that person staring back at them in the mirror. Um, You know, why do you think it is that we're so self-critical? You know, I think a lot of it is because of past programming, you know, the way that we grow up or what's been installed in us. For example, for me, I was always thought that I was ugly because of the color of my skin. Um, I'm the darkest one in my family. And so that becomes something that I struggle with. I think a lot of it is because when we look in the mirror, we see who we are. It's hard to accept that when society tell us who we should be and parents are telling us um, what we should be. Um, I'm from Haiti, so I don't know if you know anything about Haitians, but Haitians are very controlling of their children and they have in their mind Um, the profession you should go to, who you should marry, and um, they'll go as far as, as, you know, pretty much making it so that that's what you do. And so when you look in the mirror and then you see this other person, for example, for me, I was very free-spirited. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to to write. Um, You know, I was just different, and it was very hard to accept that. Yeah, I can understand that. You know, you end up being the, you know, the oddball in the family. (laughs) I call it more of the black sheep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You know, my my dad's a minister and my grandfather was a minister and my brother's actually a minister. and, And I spent my whole life doing evangelism outside of the church kind of church work. And Um, Not that I haven't had a couple of staff positions, but basically, uh, you know, so yeah, I know what you mean about the, you know, kind of being the, you know, the square peg in the round hole or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So you mention a lot, even in the description of your book, the concept of three amazing words, freedom, joy, and abundance. What? Uh, give us a definition for what it would really look like if we lived in freedom, joy, and abundance. Well, you know, when I talk about freedom, joy, and abundance, what that looks like when you can look within yourself um, and you can embrace who you are, you become free. 
You know, that's true freedom when you can live your life on your own terms, you know, when you can, when you can create the life that you want to create, that's the true freedom. And when you're living life according to your own terms, to what you want to do, to who you want to be in the world, then that brings you a lot of joy. And you know, joy is the, and, and it's the lasting joy that I'm talking about, right? That joy that you get up, you're, you're so happy every day. You know, like I'm happy to be here doing this interview with you because this is what I want to do, right? And that when, you're, when you can live in that space, it also brings abundance into your life. The right people come into your life, your business pick up, you get the right opportunity. So those are my true definition of freedom, joy, and abundance is to be able to be free, to be who you want to be in the world and to create what you want to create in the world. And that's when you become truly happy. And I love that, uh, you know, even in what you said, you're not identifying a particular look or an amount of money or any of those kind of things to freedom, joy, or abundance. No, but you know, when you, when you become who you want to be, you become free, right? Um, free to create what you want to create. You automatically become um, abundant. You automatically become abundant. You attract all the right people to you. And that actually results in actual you know, the physicalness of, of having money, you know? Um, for example, I am the middle child in my family and I went out and chose, you know what? I'm, I woke up one day and said, I'm tired of pleasing everybody. I'm just going to be Naomi. This is what my mirror shows me. And I'm going to embrace who I am. And I've come to the part of my life where I made the most money in my family. You know, I have the most money, I have the most abundance, I have the most joy, but that physical money and having the opportunity to do what I'm doing didn't just come, it came because I chose to be who I am in the world. I chose to embrace my own mirror and accept myself just the way I am. Mm, I love that. I love the concept of just really being comfortable in your own skin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't have you talk for a few minutes because I think all of us, but especially ladies, uh, are experts at that part of them they'd like to change. <laughs> you know, you look in the mirror and you see that thing, whatever it is, it's different for everybody. But, um, what would you say to somebody whose uh, eye immediately goes to that thing they want to change instead of all the amazing things about them? Well, what I would want to say to them is I would want to say to them that they need to awaken their spirit. For one thing, we are, we are mind, body, and spirit. So when we took on our incarnation, you know, we're really gigantic people living in these little bodies that we choose, right? And when you awaken your spirit, you begin to see your own inner beauty. You know, you begin to see what it is that you have to offer. So for anybody that's going through that, I would encourage them to really, you know, take some time to connect with their own spirit. You know, go out, go out in nature and sit 
sit and reflect, go by the water, sit and reflect. And when you start connecting to that deeper side of you, then all of the stuff that you see that you want to change, it suddenly goes away. And that's when you begin to really love who you are. I'll give you an example. I remember about maybe 15 or 16 years ago before my life really took off, I was obsessed with this show called The Swan, right? I was going to get a nose job because my nose is too flat. <laughs> and, um, you know, that was, that, was, that was the physical thing that I saw that I, that I wanted to change. And once I started really sitting down and connecting with my spirit and awakening my spirit, I discovered that, wait a minute, you know, you, you have all these other great, beautiful things. Um, and the need to do that really sort of just dissipate. I love when we can uh, begin to emphasize the positive and how much it really does eliminate the negatives in our life. Yes, yes. I begin to discover that I was a passionate person, that I was kind, that I was loving, and that I had a big heart, and that I wanted to help people. I had all these great things. And one of the things that brought us together here is actually my writing talent, talents that I had hidden that I hadn't used. And when I started seeing those things, I started focusing on those things and all of the other things disappeared. I'm actually looking right now at the description to your book and it ends with an amazing question that says, you'll end up saying to yourself, why didn't I do this sooner? Um, and I love asking people when I'm interviewing them, if you could go back to a younger version of yourself, and I'll let you choose whatever age you want to, but what advice would you give the younger version of yourself? You know that if I had only known then what I know now, what would you say? Well, if I only, the younger version of myself, I would say, just be you, just be you and love you and do you, no matter what that looks like, just do it, accept it, embrace it, love it. Because if I could go back, I would have avoided myself a lot of the pain and suffering because I refuse to accept myself. I refuse to accept the fact that I was a neat freak. I refuse to accept the fact that, that writing was really what I enjoy. <laughs> You know, instead, you know, I put myself through nursing school and became a registered nurse because I wanted to please my family. I wanted to be something that I'm not. Um, I had great success at it. So if I were to tell my younger self, I would say, just be you, love you, accept who you are because you're amazing and you're going to create and do amazing things in the world. Mm, I love that. So, um, and that's great advice all in and of itself. I really do hope people pick up the book, but if there was one piece of advice that you could give people um, today, as you sit there, um, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give somebody that they could start doing immediately to help them embrace the mirror in their life? I would, I would tell them to start awakening their spirit through the process of meditation you know, just taking a few minutes out of your day. And meditation doesn't have to be complicated. It could be five minutes. It could be 10 minutes. While you disconnect from social media, you disconnect from your friends. Either you go on a 10-minute hike or you sit by the water, wherever you want, and you just close your eyes. And you just feel your heart beat. And you just connect with really who you are. 
And that's the one advice I have to give because that was the one thing that helped me look in my own mirror, that helped me see the beauty that was within me, that helped me to find the love that I had in me. And that alone, you know, really, really transformed my life. That's awesome stuff. I love it. The book is called Embrace the Mirror, Vision of Abundance and a Stronger You by Naomi Sodeman. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today, Naomi. Thank you for having me. Are you ready for another bold declaration? Again, hashtag thriving entrepreneur. And I want you to look in a mirror. And I want you to now say, to post on social media, hashtag thriving entrepreneur. When I look in the mirror, I see this good about myself. And whatever that this is, you know, I like my eyes. I, you know, love the way my hair is parted today. Whatever that might be. Hashtag thriving entrepreneur. I see, fill in the blank, good about myself today. Do that so that you can help yourself live as a thriving entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. What have we learned so far? We have boldly acknowledged that now is our time. Now is our time to do the things that we were meant to do that honestly only we can do. And then secondly, we took a good look at ourselves in the mirror. We eliminated all of the negative trash we say about ourselves. And we simply just said, you know, when I look in that mirror, this is what I see good about me both internally and externally. I'm not talking about something superficial, you know, just about, you know, hey, I got a really nice face. <laughs> um, you know, but, but those deep things too. And now, now we want to really just unlock it all together. To unlock ourselves to the unlimited potential that we have. Once we have done those things, the tagging ourselves and saying, hey, I'm it. I'm the one that's going to do it. Once we've embraced that mirror, now we're ready. Now we're ready to step into and unlock our unlimited potential. So here's one more great author with some really good tips from her book to help you really live the life that you were always hoping to live. What potential do you have, especially as a lady in business, um, do you know what it takes 
to be more, do more, and have more. How about in your personal life? What if we could show you how to unlock your potential? Well, today we really want to do that. That's exactly what we have in mind. And I'm joined today by best-selling author Kimberly Buchanan with her upcoming book that will be our next bestseller, and it's called Unlock Your Potential, a guided journey for women ready to be more, do more, and have more. Thanks for joining us today, Kimberly. Thank you for having me, Steve. So tell us a little bit about um, yourself and what led you to write the book. Oh, sure. I am um, here today in my home in Illinois. I am here with my lovely husband of 18 years, David, and we have two boys. Miles is 16 and Mason is 12 years old. And I guess what led me to write the book was back in 2018, I mean 2010, not 2018, 2010, I was um, a manager for, of communications for a large corporation. And the entire time that I was working in that position, I always knew I had the potential to do more. I have the potential to be more. Not that the job was bad. The job was great. The job was very lucrative. And I wasn't at that time actually thinking about leaving the job. What I was thinking about is what more can I do from a personal standpoint in addition to having this very nice career. But all of that changed um, in 2010 when I was laid off. So from 2010 up until 2017 now, I would say up until about a, a year ago, I started to really, really reach my full potential. And this year on the anniversary of that big layoff that took place seven years ago, I started to jot down some things that I had to release. And there were actually 21 things that I've released over the past seven years in order to unlock the potential that I really had inside of me. So I have to get rid of some things to gain some things in order to be, do, and have what I call more in my life. I love the what if question you start off the book, because I think a lot of times that's the biggest key for us is really being able to ask ourselves, well, what if it could be different? Um, you know, and what if, life could look exact, exactly as you want it to. What if you really accepted who you are? Um, what was that breakthrough? What did that feel like for you? I think for me, it, I felt like I was really living when I started, when I got my breakthrough. I felt like I, I, felt like I was happier and I felt like I was, had found my niche or had found my, the thing the thing that made me happy. I found I felt like I could add value to other people's lives, and I think that was it for me. Now, a lot of times when we talk about the concept of being more, doing more, having more, um, immediately people's minds go towards uh, either monetary or like raises that were, you know, promotions at work, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, can you give people a little different definition of what you're meaning by that with the book? I think everyone's meaning of more is different. I will, I will say that. But for me, 
personally, my definition is more is a more is being able to pursue my passion, waking up every day and feeling like I have purpose. And having my family around me in that in that same process. That's a good definition. And that really is a big piece of what the book helps lead you to is the ability to create that definition of what more means in your life so that you're going after your own personal more as opposed to something that the outside world has put on you. Yeah, I think, too, when we start thinking of it in terms of career or thinking of it in terms of money, I think that's where we, that's the biggest mistake. Because if you are really, really operating in your more, then the career and the money and all of those monetary things will automatically come with it. You don't necessarily need to focus on that. So what is some of the uh, powerful magic, if you will, that comes out of starting off by reflecting on the past? Well, in my opinion, you have to understand where you've been in order to understand where you're going. I, I always relate it to Siri, like Siri with the, the iPhone. In order for you to tell Siri to give you directions or to take you somewhere, she absolutely has to know where that starting point is. And, and in, in, in this particular instance, I feel like if you don't reflect on the past and understand where you've been and where exactly you're starting now, it's harder to determine where you're going. And, and so I tell people to reflect on the past because, A, you don't want to make the same mistakes. I call it don't double dip. You want to make sure that decisions going forward are actually the right decisions for you, not only in the short term, because I, I don't believe in those short-term fixes. You actually want long-term benefits. And so if you reflect on the past and understand where you've gone and get clarity about what hasn't worked, you can determine your starting point and then from there determine where you want to go moving forward. All 21, all 21 of these things, even as I'm looking through them, they're all really powerful things that you need to deal with, let go of, um, you know, really improve your mindset around. Uh, and a person's going to have to get the book in order to go through all 21 of them. But um, okay. If you, if you would pick out one of them, um, you know, your favorite or whatever one comes to your mind today and explain to people what it, you know, what you mean in that particular one. I would have to say, um, excuses. My biggest excuse um, was I'll start Monday, I'll start Monday, I'll start Monday. Whatever it is that I was doing or whatever goals that I was setting out to achieve, I would always be starting Monday. And then Monday would come and then I'll be saying, I'll start next Monday. But it was always Monday. <laughs> and I think that in speaking with a lot of women, because I've interviewed over 100 women and they all, they all have these excuses where, 
oh, I, ha I have kids now, so I'm going to have to wait for them to get a little older. I want to do something, but I'm not sure how to start, or I don't have enough money to do exactly what I really want to do. And those excuses will keep you stagnant. They'll keep you, I call it stranded where you stand. And until you start dropping those excuses and doing what you can with what you have, then the, the, your path towards your potential will be a long one, a very long one. And the longer it takes you to get there, the more you think about giving up. Mm, that's good stuff. I know a lot of us, you know, are really good at excusing ourselves rather than just simply taking action. Yes. Yeah. So and after I think some, go ahead. I was just going to say, so after going through um, all the stuff in this book, both applying it in your own life as well as writing it down, um, if you could mm -hmm. go back in time to the younger version of yourself, what advice would you give you? Start where you are with what you have and start making progress. I think what we try to do, for example, people always say, oh, I need to lose 20 pounds or I need to lose 50 pounds. If you start where you are and make small changes, then those small changes will eventually turn into larger changes. You never hear people say, oh, I need to lose a half a pound this week. You know, so start starting small and then one small change will lead to one larger change. And I, I think that was for me. I was looking at the big picture all the time as far as being more, doing more, and having more out of my life. And I, wasn't, I was never thinking about the small changes that I can start making with the, the tools and the skills and the resources that I have before me. And if I could go back then I would say to my younger self to start with what you have and do what you can and just make small milestones instead of looking at the big picture so much. Because when you look at the big picture, for me, when I was younger, I was always looking at that larger picture and those things would scare me. I felt like I could never get to that point. That is great advice. The book is called Unlock Your Potential, A Guided Journey for Women Ready to Be More, Do More, Have More by Kimberly Buchanan. I encourage you to check it out on Amazon today. Kimberly, thanks so much for taking some time with us here today. And thank you for having me, Steve. That's good stuff. You have unlimited potential. So one more time, we want to hashtag three hashtags in the show. Um, hashtag thriving entrepreneur and then lists one thing that you're going to be more do more or have more of embrace that unlimited potential really reach out for it so hashtag thriving entrepreneur this is something that i'm going to and then whether it's be more do more have more of that's important to you you know what is your own personal potential and what can you achieve I think that's so important to point out again. We're talking about something that's very exclusive, individualized specifically to you. You don't need to be Oprah. You don't need to be Steve Jobs. You don't need to be Richard Branson. 
They've done them. What we need is for you to be the best version of yourself you can be. In the end, each of us living up to the maximum potential that we have in this world gives us the ability to make our world a better place. So what did we learn today? First of all, we learned that you need to choose yourself. You are chosen. Now take that internally and say, yeah, I'm going to really do what's best to be the best version of myself. And then we went on to really embrace that person we see looking back at us in the mirror and how wonderful that person is. And then, of course, lastly, some secrets, some keys to now taking that wonderful person we saw in the mirror and unlocking the unlimited potential that was always in you. Because you are so worth it. And just like these three authors have stepped out as they've gone from their places that they've shared, where they felt less than, where they judged themselves, to a place where they're now sharing, this is what I've learned, this is how I helped myself come from my less than, from my lack, to a place where I can really begin to fill that gap that was meant for me in this world. And I would encourage you to do that too. Step one, of course, is always to join us at our free group, bestsellersguild.com. We want to help you share your message with the world. Whether you ever do anything in any of the paid programs Kathy and I have, we want you to be part of our family, to join in on our community, and to be part of Bestsellers Guild. It's a free Facebook group. You just go to bestsellersguild.com, ask to join, um, and we want anybody and everybody that's interested anywhere along the spectrum of putting their story out in the world. We want to be there to help and support and encourage you. That's what that's what it's there for. There's lots of free stuff in there. There's lots of really good information to help you really, really be the best you and share that with the world. Because the world needs what you have to share. And if you don't do it, honestly, nobody else can. I mean, imagine what the world will be like if that thing that you do so well doesn't get shared. I mean, the universe has a way of kind of stepping in and filling in for our weaknesses, for our gaps, for the times when we don't step up when we should. But that's not the plan. That's not what's expected. Um, You know, forgive me for a second as I share a Bible story. But regardless of your belief system, if you believe in any type of higher power, think about Joseph for a second. Joseph ends up getting sold into slavery by his brothers. Lots of reasons. We won't get into all of that. But my point is, do you really think that God, by whatever name you call him, That his perfect plan, knowing every potential, everything, was, you know what, I'm going to abuse Joseph and make him be a slave, and then later make him be in prison. That's the only way that it can happen. I think there was a, a plan where he could have gone through it, and it could have been wonderful and amazing the whole time. But 
you know, there's people in the world. And because there's people in the world, we make mistakes. The people around us make mistakes. And in the end, there's always a way that comes up and supports those mistakes and makes things work. And yes, the world will continue revolving if you don't step up and do what you're meant to do. But we will, none of us will all be lacking if you aren't the best version of yourself. Because you're special. You're unique. You are not an accident. Like T.D. Jakes always says, you know, God was so interested in having you come onto this planet that he didn't care what two people it took to make that happen. He moved heaven and earth to make sure that the exact microsecond of your inception happened. You know, that is how significantly unique, individualized you are. One microsecond sooner and one microsecond later, obviously two different people. You wouldn't be you. You'd be somebody else. And the world needs exactly who you are. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You really are. There's nobody else that can ever be you. But when you be you, it's so amazing. And your brilliance is just so awesome. I love it when I get to see it shine through. You were created on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose. It's not an accident. There's a place for you in this world. There's meaning and purpose for who you are and all that you can do for your unlimited potential. Because the world, all of us in the world, the world needs you. Please know that we're so honored to have you in our presence, that we appreciate you listening to the show, and that Kathy and I would be so blessed, so honored whether it be joining us for free in Bestsellers Guild or any of the other programs we have, to let us help you share your unique brilliance, your wonderful story, your message with the world. If there's ever anything we can do to help with that, please don't hesitate to let us know because we really truly know how invaluable who you are and what you do in the world is. Thank you for being that. Thank you for letting us help you so that you can live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because 
it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.